At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Sitting across the table from me is the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Jeff Cross. How you doing today, Jeff? It's more of a myth. <laughs> that's about it. should start with that. Yeah. I'm well. I'm very well. It's uh, We're in the middle of a heat wave, man. Yes, it's, we it's, are. Uh, getting smoking hot, and I love it. I'm actually in a short sleeve shirt today. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's your uh, favorite shirt. It is. The West wasn't one on salads. Eat beef. That's I love right. it. That's, that's right. a uh, that's a great great shirt. Uh, I made uh, I made the promise back in uh, the winter that I would not complain no matter how hot the summer got because oh, I was right. so sick of being on a baseball field. Yeah. Uh, in like 26 degree weather with mm-hmm. seven different layers of clothing on and freezing my tail off. Uh, and, uh, so when we were down in Florida a couple weeks ago, that was put to the test a little bit <laughs> with the yeah. real feel of like 118 or yeah. whatever it was. Uh, but I want you to know, I did not complain about the heat the yeah. entire time we're down there. I may have been the only member of the family that did not complain about the heat. Yeah. Uh, but I, and again, it's so funny, you know, yeah. it was, it was just a mindset thing. Sure. You know, I said way back in the winter, I am not going to complain no matter how, how hot it gets. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. Because I told myself I wasn't going to. Well, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. You complaining about the heat doesn't make it any more That's cold exactly right. outside. And how many things in life could be different if we just walked in with a different mindset? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to a friend's house and they're going to have pizza and salad. And you're like, okay, if I just walk in, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not eating pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to have salad. Yeah. Well, then it's pretty easy to walk in and just have salad. But if I just walk in thinking maybe I'll make good choices. I'm probably eating half a pizza before I walk right. out of there. I'm exactly. just saying. Well, and I think, you know, okay, if you want to say it's hot outside, you're allowed to say that. Sure. But once you've said it, if you say it once or 20 times, it doesn't make it any different. 
you've made your point. You've said it's hot outside. Okay, we agree. Let's move on. That's exactly Now, right. I will say this. I think it's just different when you're inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're inside, we, we've kind of, it doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. but we do live in a different you know, world now. We're like, we're inside. We expect to be comfortable. Sure. So uh, my mother-in-law, who likes to keep the hot, a house a little warmer than we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just tell you, we were all over there, and you know, she she's pretty quick to leave the air conditioning right where it's at. And her her philosophy is, she read this somewhere in some Reader's Digest, that um, if it's ninety eight degrees outside, mm-hmm. the AC should not be set any more than ten degrees cooler than what the temperature is outside. Oh, interesting. So that puts it at eighty eight. Little toasty. <laughs> That's still pretty warm, right? <laughs> you know? So we were over there, and uh, she had it set at 78, which, you know, is on the inside. Yeah. When you're thinking of temperature control, that's probably still a little warm. It wasn't that bad for me, but, you know, you get a few people in there. You know, don't take much for somebody who goes hot in here, and mm-hmm. we, we go. And uh, the temperature was... Not 88 outside. Yep. It might have been like 80 mm-hmm. or 82. So I told my mother, I'm like, well, if that, if your philosophy is true, you should be at 72 right now. We need to be at 72, <laughs> right? But she's a little, you know, her blood's a little thinner now. So she's yeah. to keep it a little warmer. But yeah, it is, it is interesting how I know we're on a tangent here, but if you spend the day in a house at 78, mm-hmm. then you go to your house that is at 70. You have a much better appreciation for your house. That's exactly right. And, you know, and again, this is all mindset stuff. I had a, I just told this story the other day to somebody. I, uh, I used to serve a church down in central Illinois. I was the, I was the senior pastor there. And the very first week I was there, I was up on the platform getting ready before church started everything. There were two services. And so this is before the second service. And, uh, this little older lady walked up on the platform and I saw her go over to the thermostat and change the thermostat. I thought it was pretty comfy. At that time, I was a very, very large person. I was about 450 pounds. And I went over and looked and she had raised the temperature by about six degrees. And uh, she saw me kind of look at it. She goes, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's really chilly in here. We need to make it comfortable for everybody. And so I raised the temperature and so i kept trying to look for a time that she wasn't looking at thermostat so i'd go change it and she watched that thing like a hawk i mean she (laughs) i mean she paid super close attention to that a couple months later we were going through and we were redoing hvac in the building they're putting in all new thermostats and i happened to be in the building when the guy who was doing it was he goes he started to replace the one that was on the wall i mean literally just like there's the organ on the right side and right next to the organ is where they where they had the uh uh, the thermostat and it was the old like round one on the wall that you oh, just turn sure. the dial right you know just real basic real simple just so you know you're explaining my thermostat yeah is that what i'm doing yeah <laughs> the nice. old one round yeah exactly yeah. right <laughs> and so we were getting all digital that could be programmed and sure. all that kind of stuff right and so the guy comes he's like whoa, whoa, whoa don't you take out that thermostat <laughs> he's like well we're replacing all of them i said i know but you're going to put it on the back side of the wall because there was a, a door right there that the choir would come in and out so I said, let's just put it directly on the back side of the wall. He's like, well, I, I got to drill a hole in the wall to do that. I said, I don't care. Mm. So we put the real thermostat on the back side of the wall. 
And we left that one on the front, not hooked up to anything. Total dummy thermostat. <laughs> right? Yeah. So now, instead of me having to look for a time to go back and change it or whatever, she would come up every single Sunday and she'd go up change it. I go, oh, do you think it's a little chilly in here? Yeah, it's... It's a little chilly. I'm going to go ahead and turn that up. I said, well, you go right ahead. I want you to be comfortable. And almost every single Sunday after the service, you go, oh, aren't you so glad that I turned that up? Isn't it so much more comfortable in here after <laughs> I did that? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Absolutely. And what that told me was it was just all in her head. Mindset, right. You know, by mm -hmm. her turning that temperature up, she felt more comfortable. Mm -hmm. She felt like she had a measure of control sure. over what the temperature was going to be. And yeah. I loved it because we still kept the temperature where it needed to be. It right. was a perfect trade-off. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we deal with as sports officials, but really we deal with in every aspect of life is our mindset. Mm -hmm. And a huge part of our mindset is our ability to focus. Yeah, And uh, I watched a video just the other day, and when I watched it, I'm like, that can't really be true. And so I started doing a little bit of research, and uh, I've gone to the Jeff Cross School of Research, so that means I went to Google and all of its YouTube, affiliated right. yeah. uh, things there and that's began right. to check out a couple things. And this is what they, they mentioned in the video. They said, uh, let's just say you're, you're working at your computer, and you're working on a project or a whatever, right? And you get a text, and that text is a very simple, basic text, right? It requires a yes or no answer. Would you like Chinese for lunch today? Mm -hmm. Okay. I would grab my phone or I grab my Apple watch or whatever. And I would text back. Yes. Because I love Chinese. And then I come back to continue working on my project. According to this speaker, it would take you 23 minutes to get back to the same level of focus hmm. that you left that project at to answer the one word answer to the text. Hmm. I thought there's no way that can be true. I mean, I'm, I am the, I can multitask. I can do all yeah. this kind of stuff. Everything. So I just started watching myself over the next day or two. And I realized that anytime something would hop in, it may not have been 23 minutes, but it definitely took me longer than I realized to get fully back and immersed in what I was doing. And the reason that the, the speaker was talking about it is he said that, you know, he's just learned that anytime he needs to do something and focus on it, he puts all of his other electronic devices away. Like he, like I have iMessage where it'll pop up on my computer. Mm -hmm. He took that off. Mm -hmm. Because if he was working on something, he doesn't want to be distracted. He doesn't want Facebook Messenger or anything else to pop up. And he said that upset some people in his life. Because they would be like, well, look, I, I'm sending you this text. It, it only takes you one minute to respond. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me you don't have one minute to communicate with me? Mm -hmm. And what he was saying is, well, I have one minute, but I don't have 24. Because right. it's going to take me a minute to respond to you. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to take me 23 minutes to get back to the same level of focus that I left that for. Sure, on average, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. then what happens if 10 minutes after that, I get another one? What happens if 15 minutes after that, I get a quick phone call mm -hmm. and this and that and the other. And it was really this idea of talking about focus. Mm -hmm. And I went and looked some other places. There's some people that say it actually takes 30 to 45 minutes to get back to that same level of focus that you are distracted from. So it's also the same level of focus, right? That's right. So if you're... You're at a focus to where you're a 10, 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you 23 minutes. Now, if you're at a focus where maybe you just started a project 
and you're only at a one or a two right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take you 23 minutes to get back to the one or the two. You still have ways to go to, before you get to your 10. That's right. And so a lot of us that think of ourselves as being very good multitaskers mm-hmm. or being very good at being able to recover, what that means is, let's let's say, let's not even say 10. Let's say that we were at a, a level eight focus. That's pretty high level focus, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is we get distracted for a minute and within a minute or two, we're able to pop back to a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. But then it takes us another 20 minutes to get back to that level eight. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. For those of us that are not as good at feeling like we can multitask or other things like that, we go from that eight back to a two. And now it's so much harder to get back because if I'm at a lower level of focus, now it's even easier to get distracted the next time. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, we've all had those days that we're driving down the road and we are super focused. Maybe we're a little bit tired, whatever. So we're like hands at 10 and two and we are super focused on the road. There's other times where I'm checking emails, I'm doing whatever else (laughs) as I'm driving. And all of a sudden, oh, I almost ran into the back of that semi because I wasn't very focused. Right? Mm So I thought it was interesting, but the reason I wanted us to talk today, Jeff, is because all of a sudden, after I had had read through that and looked at some of it and listened to some of those videos, I was like, holy cow, as sports officials, all we do is deal with distractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if it truly takes me, on average, 23 minutes to get back to the same level of focus... How in the world can I possibly do my job mm-hmm. when everything is a distraction? Yeah. Well, I would, I would argue it goes back to what I said, you know, a year ago. It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad, that book, and The Art of Thinking Neutral. You want to think neutral in those situations. And, and I'm just, as you're telling me that story, I'm trying to process what it looks like for me on the floor. Yeah. And... This is, this is how, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it doesn't go this way for you. Let's just say we have a play that the coach is upset about mm-hmm. at four minutes. Okay. Four minutes to go in the quarter. Coach is upset about it. We had this play. Coach is upset. We're distracted by the coach. We were focusing on the game. And now we go back and forth. Uh, he or she continues to be upset about it. So now we made it to the two-minute mark. And then we finally get to the final buzzer, and now we get together and talk as a crew, and guess what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. That mistake. That, that, that distraction. So we've extended our time from getting back to the, where we need to be focus-wise by talking about it once we all got together again. Mm-hmm. That is gone. Don't, yep. let's, not, let's get back into our task at hand, which is refereeing the game. So... I think that's where it would help us, and and I and I do this in my games, I, you know, like hey, let's stick to the facts. The facts are the fouls are five to four. We got you know timeouts are two to two. It's so and so's ball on the AP arrow. You know those kind of things. That way I can get focused on our task at hand. But if I bring up that distraction, or maybe there was more than one distraction in that four minutes, I bring those distractions up. I, now it's time to put the ball in. I, I'm 23 minutes on average away from being where I need to be. When I could have used those two or three minutes to at minimum put me back to a two or a three yeah. before I get to my seven or eight or nine or ten. So um, in, I think it's a great concept. 
and understanding that we have been distracted. Mm-hmm. Let's not get distracted and get back to focus within the, you know, the coach A is upset. That's a distraction. I've accepted that. That accepted that emotion. I've handled it the best I can within the rules. I'm going to go back to focusing. So, um, I could see it. I could see it happening all the time. Now, I will say this: you know, it's on the average of 23 minutes. I think those those elite of elites, mm-hmm. whether they're basketball referees or baseball umpires, they're probably on the shorter end of that that's spectrum. Right. Yep. It's getting it to a 23. Yep. The the average or you know the not so average officials are putting it at 40 minutes, and the elites are putting it at five, which puts us to 23. So. Well, you know, one of the very first things. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What I thought about when I was reading this and watching it, was something we talked about earlier in our podcast, which is the idea of a mistake recovery mm-hmm. strategy, right? Sure. We talked about how important it is to have a mistake recovery strategy. For me, in baseball, if I'm calling balls and strikes, and I feel like I missed one or a couple, or I had a coach you know, yipping about strike zone or whatever, my mistake recovery strategy is really simple and really basic. From the moment that that pitcher takes the ball, on the pitcher's mound and addresses the pitcher's plate until the time that the ball has been caught 
and I'm getting ready to make a call, I say in my mind over and over and over, focus, 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 focus. I say it over and over. So I, I may say it hundreds of thousands of times during a game mm. if I'm calling a lot of you know pitches. I had a, I had a big game in a, a Big East series this week this year, and I was I was nervous about the game from the beginning. Like I just it was I had some people there watching and stuff like mm. that. You know, so I did that every single pitch of the game, every single pitch of the game I did. It was just a reminder to me, focus, 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 focus. Right, like I can't take a pitch off. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think a lot of us, we get that when it comes to a mistake. I have to have a mistake recovery strategy. But we don't think of distractions as mistakes. Mm -hmm. But what this is telling me is that that distraction can be just as derailing to me as a mistake can. It could turn into a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's say it's not a let's say it's not a mistake. Let's say I'm in the middle of the fourth inning and all of a sudden um, it's a night game and we have an issue with the lights, right? Mm-hmm. And we lose power with the lights for two minutes and then somebody finds the switch and they get them turned back on. Well, now guess what needs to happen on my next pitch? Focus, 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 mm-hmm. focus, focus, focus. Not because I made a mistake, mm-hmm. but because there was a distraction. Right. You know, I, I do a similar kind of thing in, in basketball. You know, oh, I missed that travel. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, and I, I do some self-talk there. It's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now, what if it's, uh, we had to reset a shot clock? Well, that's a distraction, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So now I need to come back. I need to do that same self-talk coming out of that because it's now not just a mistake recovery strategy. It's not just my MRS. Now it's also my DRS. I got my misses and I got my doctors all together here, right? right, right. It's my distraction recovery yeah. system that I'm going to put into place. And what do we do? You know, just if we talk about shot clocks, we have a shot clock scenario. We're like, oh, I got to worry about the shot clock now. And now all I do is worry about shot clock and I don't pay attention to play yeah. calling. I'd miss the, I miss the coach trying to call timeout. Yep. I miss mm-hmm. all these other things because yep. I'm so worried about shot clock. Yep. And we, and I see people all the time use it for an excuse. Oh, you know, well, I was paying attention to the shot clock, you know, mm-hmm. not, that ain't going to work, <laughs> you know? So I love the fact that we've added mistake recovery strategy, right? We have that. And then we've added, well, say it again. A distraction recovery. Distraction yeah. recovery strategy. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep from being distracted. It's going to happen, you know. And, and I think that's a, then a really big key with it, Jeff, is I think things are less likely to be a distraction if we expect them. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is, you know, I, I say all the time, when I'm a clinician at a camp, I said, we're not just in charge of this 94 feet. We're in charge of what's beyond the lines too. coaches, benches, shot clocks. So if we recognize them all game long, mm-hmm. they won't be a distraction when all of a sudden they pop up asking for a timeout. They pop up because of, you know, uh, an incorrect call or what they perceive to be an incorrect call. So when, when we recognize they're all there, that's not a distraction. Baseball. If I know where the head coach is, mm-hmm. you know, all the time, it's when they all of a sudden come to the top step, that's not going to be a distraction for me. I know where they're at. I'm expecting them to be there. Yeah, and to go back to your shot clock idea, how many times have, have you walked into a, a an arena, a gym, or whatever, where you know they struggle with the shot clock? Mm-hmm. And so you sit there, and part of your pregame is, hey, guys, we know shot clock's going to be a struggle tonight. Yeah. So let's be aware. Let's be prepared. What's funny is how easily those games work. 
<laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's not a distraction. We knew it was going to happen. Yep. It's the times that we go into a place thinking, oh, this is a great table. Everything's going to be fine. And all of a sudden, there's a big shot clock mistake and we miss it. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're distracted for the rest of the game. Sure. Because, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm so thrown for a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't typically do that. And I think that um, if we if we just flip it a little bit, if a coach sees Jeff and Chad on a baseball game, they're like, oh, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Chad's got a great track zone. Jeff's out there. He knows what he's doing. And then we make a mistake and we distract that coach. Yep. How long is it going to take them to get back to actual coaching? Mm-hmm. And now they're frustrated because you've taken them away from their focus. Yep. That's, I mean, it happens all the time. Batters, you know, oh, we got Chad back there. You're going to be a good track zone. And then you call a, a, a ball a strike mm-hmm. and they're distracted, you yep. know. So, um, it can, come, it can go a lot of different ways, not just in – it can go against us when we do make a mistake because we're distracting other people now, not just ourselves. Absolutely. And then the the last part of this, and we're going to have it just be kind of a, a quick little episode today or at least quick for us mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I just thought this was something great, maybe just to get people thinking about, you mm-hmm. know, more than anything else. I don't know that we have all the right answers for it, but I did think it was really interesting for us to talk about. But – Let's think about the times that we have to get together as crews and talk. Okay. Baseball typically happens after a potential mistake, mm-hmm. right? We missed a pulled foot at first base or we've got a potential rule misapplication or whatever. In basketball, sometimes it happens because we're going to the monitor or it happens because there's, you know, we got to get together during a timeout because things are getting heightened or, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden we get together and, and sometimes we say, well, I can't believe that so-and-so didn't catch that problem. Mm. Well, this now makes it make total sense why they didn't catch that problem because they got distracted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if they're the person that normally has A-level focus, mm-hmm. but they're the one that got distracted with this, well, they're not going to be at A-level focus right away. Right. Maybe if they're really, really good, they can get to B-level focus. Mm-hmm. But they're probably not going to get to A right away, not before the end of that timeout, at least. Which is why then it's so important for all of us to bring information. Mm. You know, I've heard you say before, I want to bring everybody on the crew together because, you know, crew member A and crew member B may have 99% of the picture. Mm -hmm. But crew member C has that 1% that makes everything come clear, right? right. Well, that's the focus component. Yep. You know, it's just a little bit blurry. Now it's coming into focus because we have that last piece of information. I would also argue that when we do get together, we're distracted, right? We've already discussed, mm-hmm. we've, we've admitted that. And what do we try and do when we get together? We try and make this super quick decision instead of giving ourselves time to refocus. Yep. You know, we this shouldn't be got to get together we come sprinting together make the decision to sprint away you know that should be hey let's stroll together because that i'm trying to get back into the focus of where i was at yeah i'm replaying things okay i get here and then i can ask you know hey you know uh, coach wants me to ask if the the ball hit him on a foul ball you know or whatever and then you can answer those questions instead of hurrying into that process that i would argue that process needs to be slower Especially now, what you've ta- what you've just taught me is, it gives me more opportunity to refocus. And like we said, 
if if I'm umpiring the game at a focus level of an eight, which is pretty darn good, mm-hmm. I get distracted. Well, the last thing I want to do is make that decision on a level zero or one focus. Yeah, give me a chance to get to a three, yeah. maybe a four, and then I can make that decision or give the crew a chance to do that. So, well, um, and let's let's then think about the self awareness we need to have. Mm-hmm. So let's say we're getting that crew together. Who's the one that was just distracted? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or who was distracted more than the others? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I have to be then honest and self-aware enough to go, well, it's me. Mm-hmm. It was my call. It was my miss. It was my coach interaction. Right. It was my whatever. So in that moment, if the crew is looking to me to make a decision, I need to take twice as long as I would normally take. Yep. Because what might be an initial gut reaction, yep, I'm 100%. I may be 100% because I'm not refocused. Mm-hmm. I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. That may be where I need to then, I, and my partners may not be able to give it to me on their own. I may have to pull it out of them. Mm-hmm. Guys, help me walk through this again mm-hmm. so that I can see every piece. Well, yeah. we need to get going. No, we need to get it right. Yeah. Give me. I would rather take two extra minutes now mm-hmm. and get it right. Yep. Then spend 20 minutes on the phone with my coordinator after the game because I tried to rush through it when I wasn't at my best focus. Or even, you know, another 10 minutes arguing with a head coach. That's right. Over the whole deal. (laughs) You know, all it took was a couple extra minutes. Um, So I think, you know, it's it's important to notice who was distracted. And nine times out of 10, it's the person who is, who was distracted is the one who's calling us together. Yeah. Right? So if they're calling us together, then we need to know something's distracted him mm-hmm. or her. So let's let's let them breathe for a second. Yeah. You know, let's let's uh, slow this pace down. You know, maybe it's a simple phrase of, whew, that was a tough play. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what's what's Billy want over there? You yep. know, and then kind of get help get you Let's not make the decision zero one. Help you at least get to two or three real quick, and then you can take that other twenty three minutes later <laughs> to get to, on the average. So um, slow and steady wins the race in those Correct. situations. So you know, I, we thought this would be a really great thing to bring up, have as a kind of a little uh, quick hit or medium mm-hmm. hit or whatever you want to call it yeah. for about a thirty minute uh, conversation today. But let me also say, we say that. You know, this podcast is not just about officiating. Mm -hmm. It's about life. It's about leadership. It's about the legacy that we leave. And if I'm aware of this information, if I know that a quick little distraction may derail me for the next 20 some odd minutes, maybe I need to approach important conversations differently. Mm. Maybe I need to approach dinner with my family differently. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe I just say, you know, whatever the rest of you all want to do is fine, but. I'm going to put my phone in the bedroom on the charger. I'm going to take my Apple watch off and put it on there because if, if I can't be away from my phone for 45 minutes, then there's yeah. probably an, an issue, mm-hmm. you know, because I just want to be able to give you guys the focus that I think you are worth. Mm-hmm. If I'm having that big conversation with a coworker at work, or if I'm the boss and I've got to deal with a disciplinary issue or something like that, man, close the computer. Mm-hmm. Take those distractions away so that you are 100% focused on the task at hand. And then when you're done with that, now you can come back to those other things with fresh focus. And, you know, we want to be 
We want to have complete focus when we're in those difficult, those high-end communication times, right? So sometimes we know that we're we're up for a difficult conversation when that name comes across on the phone mm-hmm. as a phone call from whatever, Chad Ozzie, right? And you're like, I know we have some difficult things to, to talk about. I'm either going to answer or say, hey, listen, I want to give you my undivided attention. Give me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Put my distractions away, and then we'll be able to discuss. You know, we can get focused on what you want to talk about. Or don't answer and text them and say, hey, listen, I want to speak to you, but I want to give you my undivided attention. So can you give me 15 minutes? Yeah. The the person that's receiving that, those texts or those those uh, communication when they when they, you answer, they're going to appreciate it. Yeah. They're, they're going to appreciate the fact that you want to give them their undivided attention. And um, I think um, – we probably don't do it enough. We don't give people our undivided attention enough. Uh, we're all guilty of it, myself included. Um, but when we do it, it's it's a, it's just a little bit more rewarding oh, for us, you know. Absolutely, and you know, think about it. We we don't take our phones and watches out when we go officiate a ball game. Yeah. Why? Well, because we don't need that distraction, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? My relationship with my spouse is more important than how well I perform in that ball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that big conversation with the boss, probably mm-hmm. more important than how I perform in that ball sure. game, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's carry that over. Let's yeah. do that. And I don't mean, you know, you need to get rid of technology. Yeah. No, I I mean, I, I wouldn't survive without that. Mm-hmm. But at least understanding, if, if I'm willing to be distracted and look down at my Apple Watch in the middle of a conversation, it means that I'm not going to be able to give everything to that conversation. Or it's going to take me 23 minutes to get back to where we were. That's right. On average. Yep. Is that something I'm willing to give up? Am I willing to give up 23 minutes? Yeah, that's very good stuff. Very yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for spending time with us again. If you've got questions, if you've got ways that you deal with these distractions, mm-hmm. shoot them to us at Uncommon Drive Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hope that you're having a phenomenal uh, wrap up to your summertime uh, and all the good things that go with it and getting ready for a great new season ahead. Talk to you all soon. See Bye. You. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.